Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Pritam Atma. And to begin today, I want to announce a two-day summit that is airing on October 2nd and October 3rd, which is a Friday and a Saturday. And it's a it's going to hold a group of panelists that we're, are going to talk about getting pregnant around the age of 40 or older and how to help women that are in this category. And it's going to include a private Facebook group and 15-minute conversations with experts in the field. I think it's an excellent resource for many, many women. I think there'll be doctors and nurses and wellness practitioners that are going to be a part of the summit. And I think it's reaching like 5 million people. And maybe we'll have something like 50 to 100,000 participants. So I anticipate it to be very, very good. And I'm going to be one of the panelists. So I hope that you all check it out. And you can go to www.getpregnantnow.com to look at that. Today's guest is a woman that's been working with me for a couple of years off and on. And she's come back now and she's actually ready, ready to move into getting IVF and move into pregnancy. And during this podcast, we talk about sovereignty and we talk about the fact that no one really knows what sovereignty is. And I define it as a state of autonomy. It's a self-governing state. And now more than ever, we must begin to cultivate this level of freedom and liberation within, or we're we're going to be risking being controlled by outside forces. And these outside forces want us to be in a lower vibration of trauma, pain, and fear, because it's much easier to control and manipulate from that level of vibration. And the process of gaining this level of self-sovereignty is the true path to awakening. And it's also the hero's journey, which is something I talk about in my upcoming book that's going to be released by the end of this year called Alchemy of Becoming. So Today we go deeply in how she's gaining sovereignty and getting pregnant at 40, the path of IVF, and how to release, you know, trauma from the past and not get into it. So I hope you enjoy. If you like this, please reach out to me at mysticalmotherhood.com. Both my books, Fertile and Mystical Motherhood, are available on Amazon. If you need to email me, everything's below. Thank you so much. So tell me what's going on. A lot of good stuff. Okay. Life is, life is good. It's hard. Um, busy, really, really busy. I've gotten good clarity on some things though, on myself and my family and, um, what I'm holding and carrying and my marriage, but I need help with some of the heavy lifting, I think. Okay. What do you want to work on? Okay. So I, we know that we absolutely want to have a baby and uh, I'm so sorry that I've got to figure out a way to turn that. doesn't matter. Um, okay. That should fix it. So we, we know for sure that we definitely want to try to have a baby. I've been so scared of the hormones and the drugs. My body has a really long history of not being able to detox and it has made me ill with various, you know, random issues that doctors can't really help me with over the years. And my brother, my youngest brother is built the same exact way. And I think that my grandmother definitely was, and my mother is, 
Um, and I really feel like the root is a lack of an ability to detox. Like I hold on, we hold on to whether it's drugs or toxins or whatever. May I say something? Yeah, of course. So sometimes we have belief systems that are inaccurate and you know, I love to blow through those. And so everything we think is not true. None of it, none of it is true. And so you hold a belief system that you hold on to things. And as a result of that, you hold on to things. How does that feel when we say that? I I agree. I'm sure I know that that perpetuates whatever the the challenges. I guess the part I can't explain is I, this all started before I ever even thought that this was a problem. You know, it was just, it started in my twenties with all kinds of issues. Right. Because you believe it. Because you believe it and you were, you were programmed with it and and you're, and, and you probably heard it when you were little and you probably heard the thought of like, this is going to stay in you. This is a toxin. This is like a part of you. And, and whether or not it's true and it, it could be true, it could not be true. We really don't know, but you believe it's true. And if that's the only thing that matters, if somebody else could come to me and they wouldn't believe it's true, so they wouldn't experience that. And so that's, what's the difference between like, understanding omens or understanding things that come to you. It's like, well, did I think that? So then I it created it. Mm-hmm. What came th- first, the apple or, or what's the thing? I don't even know the saying. The apple or the egg. Egg or something. Which came first, the chicken or the egg. Yeah. It's like you proven to yourself it's true. So you really believe it. And it's a deep one for you. Like so deep, the roots of it. Wow. Mm-hmm. So when was the first time that you like, we're sick. Um, my tw- my twenties. So right after I got married. And isn't this interesting? The COVID fear, which is a virus that is a controlling thought virus that program. It is a there's a virus on our planet that's beyond this actual respiratory system virus, and the virus is triggering everyone's worst fears. Mm-hmm. And the way to keep people in a really low vibration is to keep them in the lower chakras. And so you stimulate those by stimulating fear around sexuality. You stimulate fear around safety, around death, around sickness, because people are afraid to die because they don't know who they are. And so your fear around it's going, your fear around taking drugs or taking, you know, IVF medication is going to be more amplified than normal at this time because there's a fear of the body getting sick. And so there's a programmed fear like it. So if they can't get you with COVID, they're going to get you something different. And there is, it's a proven thing they're showing right now. I think it was, one of my teachers was speaking about it that the, I don't know who it is like, but there's AI is real. And, uh, you know, this technology is real and they have the ability to put thoughts in people's minds that are not their own. And so you can't tell if you don't have sovereignty over your thoughts and over your, who you know, who you are separate from your belief system, from society, from culture, from the government, from, you know, if you're not independent and the thinker, you're going to be controlled by thoughts that are not accurate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so to be sovereign 
which is my new favorite word of the year. And I'm going to be teaching it all year long because it's the only thing that's going to save this planet is if we're sovereign. And I, I couldn't even I pronounce the word sovereign until now because it's not just sovereign. Like you can't be sovereign if you're, you're, you can't be sovereign if you're, if you're stuck in the system that you're in debt. And so the credit card system is an amazing example, right? If you're in debt, then you're always going to be paying somebody back. So there's money, there, it's physical, it's mental, it's emotional, it's spiritual. And so right now you're on the physical level of like, what does that mean to have my body be my own? Right. Yeah. And so what's happening on a more massive level while your this is coming up for you so big is because it's the COVID is just another, it, it, it's going to stimulate everyone's worst fear, which is, is one of your biggest ones. Hmm. What are you feeling? Clear. I mean, that, that feels clear to me that my body not feeling like my own is that resonates quite a bit. Okay. Let me, I'm trying to figure out when that started. When did I lose sovereignty? I don't think anyone, I don't think anybody has it. I think there's only a few people on the planet that really have it. And, and the ones that I know that have it, I mean, have done a ton of work to get there. I mean, the pain of, bec- be- the pain of becoming sovereign is painful because you have to look at how messed up and you have to be, you have to look at the ignorance. You have to look at your patterns. You have to look that you're the only one who's creating it. If It's like, you have to see it all. And so it's a lot easier to pretend like it's not going on. And in everyone's personal life and then in everyone's massive life, it's a lot easier to look. I mean, we could talk about this with like bigger subjects like sex, you know, trade or rape or like there's so many things to it, right? We just don't want to see it. We don't want to admit it. We don't want to because it's like it's it's just as pain. It's as painful to be sick in your body or to see the sickness in the body. So I don't think we have any good examples of what it means to be completely sovereign and healthy because there's so many things that want to make us not healthy. And for you, one of your biggest things is your body being sick. And so this is going to trigger the trauma within you. So what, and so your thoughts are going to be constantly, I mean, I had just another, I just did another podcast on this, the thoughts. So what, what happens when, when we're stuck in trauma, which is what's happening on the planet for everybody and everybody who's in fear is actually stuck in some sort of a pattern from their past right now. And the pattern from their past perpetuates the fear in their life. And then they're recreating with everything around them. So then if your thoughts create your reality, you're going to be constantly proven that you're right around that. And then if we know that like technology is even like that. So if we know that if we say things out loud or we're thinking things and our iPhones are then showing us what we're thinking, then that's proving our trauma to us. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we're flipping in our own worlds without, so there's no, how can you have sovereignty if everything you look at is, is perpetuating fear? Right. And so it's a constant understanding that nothing you think is true. It's just a projection of what you want to be true. And then to see the pain that you've created your own pain, that's the most, that's the most painful part of it. To say like, to, to know that you could have gone back all those years and healed yourself and you'd be like, no, I couldn't. I, you could. Oh yeah. So I know that I make myself worse. Like I know that when I get ill, fear makes my physical illness exponentially worse. I know that. And, and it's because when I get sick, I get sick. Like it's not, Oh, I just get a cold. I get pneumonia. 
you know, and it's intense, you know, and it rocks you for like six weeks or something insane. So did you have that growing up that you would get that sick? Where's the first place you learned this? Or is this from another life you think? Well, so that's what I'm trying to figure out. So I think my first memory of fear of illness was when we got word that my grandmother had breast cancer and I was young. I was uh, maybe really young, seven, maybe. Yeah. Six or seven. But something happened before then who like, what else? Like I'm like seeing even younger. You probably don't even remember. No. Oh, I mean, I think I lost, well, we lost my paternal grandmother, but I didn't, I mean, I was really young, like maybe two, three. I heard three, two to three. Okay. So it's funny because like it's some, you know, I, I was around death, but I was just became fascinated by it. Like, cause I always, I grew up my, I grew up with my grandparents. They raised me. So I was always at funerals. <laughs> and so like, I literally, I literally, I would go to the funeral home like all the time. And I remember being obsessed with, um, the, my little, my little girl movie. I don't know. There was a girl where she would bear, her father was a funeral guy. And I remember like, cause I love life and death. I love birth and death. Cause I thought it was fascinating. So I loved being in funeral homes. Cause I was like, where do they go? Um, you never had fear. So like I programmed it differently. So it's, what was the response of your parents when the death happened? Oh gosh. Um, freaking out. Just, I mean, I don't, I don't remember when, when I was two or three, but when my grandmother was diagnosed, it was really dramatic. So grab, okay. So you have programming of your mom probably good, went a little bit hysteric and neurotic, right? Around sickness and death, right? Mm-hmm. So how many times has this happened over and over? Um, well, then the pattern continued with my grand, my maternal grandmother. She had multiple cancers until she finally got the worst kind and it killed her. And then my mom has had multiple cancers. She's lived obviously through all of them um, and never, never took any of the drugs. She just had all the surgeries to remove it. That's scary. That's mm-hmm. where it comes from. That's huge. And if you unprogram that, it's like unheard of in your family. Like that's really, that's your heavy, heavy duty thing. Yeah. And that's when the, the things, you know, the energy comes in and gets into your mom is when she's weak like that. Mm-hmm. And that's why you don't really know your mother is because she, you know her as a victim, you know her as the neurotic sickness, you know her. So whenever, I feel like whenever you're like on track in life, your mom has that um, maternal pattern of taking you off track. Like in the, so what, like what, when your mom became sick, what was her patterning, her response to the sickness? Cause then that's your own, right? And so that's, that's where we want to stop it. It's like this actually, I believe it, of all the sessions we've done together is your heaviest pattern. I believe. And you're not, you weren't ready for it over these years. Now you're like, oh, I see it. I'm ready for it. But it's also going to be the hardest time because this virus, which is an energetic virus, whoever's listening, um, that's taking over for many years, seven years, um, is going to trigger your wound. Okay. So take deep, close your eyes. And I want you to grab my hands. And I want you to feel both my hands in your hand. 
And we're going to go up through the roof, out of the house, up, higher, 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 above the houses, above the, above the seeing water, above, um, into the white, into the black, and into the light, into higher seventh, seventh dimensional field. And I want you to just sit and tell me if you're here with me. Mm-hmm. So we should just be surrounded by light right now. So everything that you say will be truth. And I want you to look down at your parents. And I want you to see why you chose to learn the pattern of death and sickness. Because it's a heavy familial pattern. It goes back much farther. Because we need to release this fear of like dying. Because it perpetuates the next cancer. So I want you to look down at your mom and then ask yourself, was this personal or was this a global mission? What do you hear first? Global. And why did you choose to come in here to break the cycle? They're just saying to me that you wanted to experience like the chaos of being stuck and then seeing how like if you can get out of this stuckness because it's like you're actually there's a the energy the energy of this just so everyone knows who's listening right now the energy of this energetic virus on the planet is in a form of a black box and it's going to sound really nutty to you but everything takes a shape your geometry, your auric field, the embryo, everything is based on sacred geometry. And this very fearful experience that's happening on the earth that's going to be amplified, we're at the beginning of this, is in the form of a black box. And uh, if you read your field, if you're listening right now, or you read somebody else's field, look at their fields. I want you to look at your field right now. And I want you to tell me if you have any, what's your shape around your field right now? Do you see the black box on you? I, I do, I, but I'm, the shape around me is a circle. Is it dark? It's, it's two. It's, it's, the, it's the black box and it's a green circle. A green circle? Is the green circle on the outside or the inside? It's on the outside, like an oval. Okay, so you need to break that black box. So how are you going to break it? And it's definitely around like uh, the lower heart and, and... The green circle is me. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. The black box is you. Right. The green circle is me. Mm-hmm. And I'm in your field. 
and I'm seeing your black box and I'm going to help you break it. And if you're all listening right now and this sounds nutty to you, uh, I promise you, if you check your field, there's probably a black box around it. And, and, and it's a very intuitive thing and it may sound so silly, but it's a shape of this fear. Let's just say if fear could take a shape right now, it's a black box. And I am not the only healer or person or intuitive that has seen these. I've called many other people and they're like, everybody's seeing them. And so we're going to take, what are you going to take to shatter it? I want you to shatter each wall. I want you to take a pick, an ice pick in this. So we're going to call in, we're going to call in the Holy Spirit. So we're going to surround you. We're going to call in Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene and Mother Isis. And green Tara from Karnak. And we're going to surround you on all sides. And we're going to call in the Holy Spirit. And then on each side, I want you to take this a pick. And I want you to say all the different levels of fear that you're facing right now. And I want you to just like, it's like as if you're screaming on each side to pick that black box. And anyone who's listening, if you're having these levels of fear that's running through you right now, see all the levels and then just break the energy field around you because the energy field that's coming through, it's coming through your phone. It's come, it's like my teacher Guru Jagat just recently described it as malware. So just like we, just like the, the, your telephone, your iPhone or your computer needs protection, you need protection. And there's a lot more going on right now. And if you guys can't see it, you don't have the sovereignty to see it. And so why you don't have the sovereignty is we're stuck in this box, right? And it could be metaphoric or real. So tell me as you pick the box, so I'm going to give you a lot of energy and I want you to break the sides and tell me the kind of fear that's running through you as you break it. The words you hear of what you're breaking and what you're shattering. Fear of the future. Okay. Now slam that with each side. Okay. Energetically, just like, and tell me when it breaks and then use fire to, to eliminate it. So I need to tell you what I, what I see. I see like a hologram of like, I see a thick black box that is stuck in kind of my chest uh, belly area, but then it almost like reflects a hologram. That's really wide that surrounds me and the green. And I see that. Oh the, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. So it's like actually, so it's actually in your, in your chakra system, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's in me and it's reflecting the hologram or if the hologram is concentrated and creating something in me. I don't know which starts. So let's start from the inside. What do you need to take it off? Only, you know, what element take off the black box. Yeah. Like from the inside. I mean, it felt good to shatter. Okay, shatter it from the outside, and then we'll take the little box out of the inside. Okay. And then as you go around, what other things comes up as you shatter? Fear of the future. Um, Fear of not being capable of having a baby. Fear of motherhood, really, right? Maybe. Fear of becoming your mother. Yes, I'm healing from that though. I'm changing, I'm evolving, I'm releasing and transmuting all of that. It feels amazing. Yep. Um, um, fear of illness and my body not being able to, to heal when I'm sick. 
fear of death. And when I say fear of future again, I mean fear of like not knowing what I want. Fear of like lack of vision. It scares me that I, I lack vision for my future. So just shatter each side now. And then I want you to take a fire and, and I want you to clear out the womb space from the base chakra up. I want you to just like imagine like a purple flame, purple reddish flame of St. Germain clearing out the black boxes and then allowing the Holy Spirit and like a, a, a light to enter your bottom chakras. And anyone who's listening, I want you to do the same thing right now. Because what, how do you control the matrix? How do you control all these people on the planet? You put them into fear. And then as you put them into fear, you take away all their rights very slowly and quietly. And that's exactly what's happening. Because when you're in fear, you can't think. You can't plan the future. You can't get creative. Nothing, nothing new can happen, right? And so if we're going to create a renaissance, renaissance on this planet, which we, the, the air sign will create a renaissance soon, and the creativity has to flow through from this chaos, from this darkness. So tell me, is it shattered and gone now? And then breathe. Yeah, it feels gone. It feels gone. like the hologram is a different color. So you got to check yourself all the time and you can probably see it. If anyone has listening and you have children, check your children, check the babies. It sounds so silly, but if, if you're going to have a shape around you, the shape of spirit, the shape of God is a circle. It's, it's thine, I'd be true. It's, it's the single pointed circle, right? We, we separate as an oven. I talk about it in my book, Fertile, where the circle separates into the vesica Pisces. It moves out and it creates the, you know, circle after circle after circle creating life. And then from these circles, you know, squares or triangles are born, squares are born. And this is how, this is how fifth dimensional, you know, all these, this is how the world is created is from the sacred geometry, but it can also hold negative darkness and energy, right? So we have to protect ourselves. So that's why I've done a pot podcast and I want you to, you know, odd good anime, you got good anime, sock good anime, city good Dave anime is a, is a really strong prayer. Tithai too is another strong prayer. Doing meditations for protection um, if from any mantras should be playing in your house. Like not to make anybody in fear, but you don't have to have fear if you have these kind of things going, right? So now we know, I mean, this is really deep level of fear. Now look down now that you can probably see clearly, why did you choose a mother who was always sick and in fear? What was the lesson? I, I needed to learn my strength. From the darkest weakness, right? Mm -hmm. I needed to, I need, yes, I needed to see myself and know that, I'm strong. So then what, so whenever anyone has a wound, which I, I deem as the, I call them the original wounds. And usually our original wounds lead to our greatest path of awakening and service 
and teaching others. So my great, my biggest path, one of my biggest paths is teaching mothers or women how to change generational patterns, how to completely break the cycle into sovereignty, right? Into different levels of what that looks like and understanding that motherhood doesn't necessarily look like the old way of doing it. So if we, we know that motherhood doesn't look like the old way of doing it, we're all going to not do what our mothers did in some way, shape or form. We're going to do it a little bit differently, right? So if we know that your mother was always sick and you're about to trying to change that path and working very hard, like how hard, I think for you, this is going to be like a nine out of 10 because everything in your body is that trauma of being sick. And I think I just realized too, it's, um, it's to heal shame. I think there's a lot of generational shame. And I think shame is what um, has contributed to my original wound as well. So when your mother was sick, did it keep her codependent with the father? How did the father react? Was she with her father or did she have a partner? Yes. Um, I, yes. So she, she got super, super, super needy and um, dependent and, and, and t- like the dependency and the neediness and the victim all just intensified. So it was, she would reach for her parents she would reach for all of her children. Like everyone would have to kind of collectively surround her with different roles to keep her comfortable. Um, my dad was never part of that equation. So basically, do you think that, because we all have these original wounds and really all they are, whatever their, our original wounds are, is our desire for love. Because mm-hmm. our original wounds are our greatest fears. And there are wounds of our childhood, but there, there, it's the flip of the love. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 so your mother, I mean, it's, you're crying. I mean, it's, it's intense, so right? My eyes are just watering. Like, okay. Um, we, so if she, so that's how you were trained that you get love, right? So do you see that in your own relationship yes. at all now? I'm the reverse. Okay. So, so you I, I married a man who is the least accommodating to my needs. And I chose him and I knew that the day I married him. He was raised to be super independent. He left home when he was 14. It was kind of like nobody took care of him. Therefore he is bound to determine to not take care of somebody else. So that was definitely a point of contention initially in our marriage, but I feel like I've completely flipped. But it brings out your wound to be healed. Yes. Doesn't it? And so that's why we pick our partners is to, to heal our wounds. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the most beautiful process ever. So no marriage, if done right, it is, can be the most healing experience you've ever been through. Right. So you picked a partner that said, I'm not going to take that. You're going to have to learn to love yourself. (laughs) Yes. Right. Yes. So right there, you're changing the generational pattern, but most people wouldn't see that. So that's, that's part of my third book too, which I changed the name. It's called Alchemy of Becoming, and, but talking about the original wounds in it. But we pick a partner based on our wound and that either can destroy us because if one is, if, if, if the one, is, if both are not consciously changing at the same pace and seeing how each wound is, is playing out to the other and how these original wounds go back in time and space through their families. So you're like all of par- all partners and their families are so interrelated because it's just one wound meeting after another. Mm-hmm. 
which like Eckhart totally just called it like the, the pain body meeting. Right. Um, interesting. So let's go back into you choosing your mom. No, I'm just, and so I'm, it's just, I'm good. You're seeing it with your, your, your husband because you could have taken, so that's a triumph right there. Okay. You didn't take it and say, you're not loving me because that's what your mom would have done. Mm-hmm. So right there, you've already done. So it's like a, like a lot of times we, as we're going through our healing process, we don't give ourselves enough credit for how far we do come. We're always looking at like, oh, there's another thing I have to do now. There's another thing I have to do now. There's another thing I have to do now. But you don't look at like, oh, well, actually, that's better than the last generation. That's better than the last generation. And then there's still more to do. And you're doing it. Yeah. So let's take the contract out that you need to continue. So one thing you have to do, we have to go through the childhood memories. So can I tell you a little bit about what I... So this came from a Jupiter chakra meditation that I did. Um, I felt it released me. So since I've been doing the meditations, I've been completely released from anger for my dad, completely forgave. I feel 100% free from that. But the mom, I feel like I'm probably 50% of the way there. The clarity I got though is I stopped seeing my parents as, aggressors and, you know, out to hurt me. Instead, I realized, I think at some level, I chose to, to take on some of their pain. Like I chose to digest it. Yep. And yeah. And so now I'm seeing that I've, you know, played a role in that and my choice. And now that I can see that I don't hate them, (laughs) you know, and you have no responsibility to heal them. Right, right. And so if any, yeah. Without boundaries at all. So you, that's another huge thing you've done since we're like doing that meditation that I begged you to do two years ago. Oh, I'm like, I'm covered in chills. I mean, I've got a journal full of just, but it's not really uh, intellectual clarity. It's a release. It's. You it's don't have to get into it, right? It's worth thousands of dollars of therapy. That's why when I, when I work with people, it's like you have one session with me. And, and it's like, we'll just get to the thing, do the homework and come back to me in a year and you'll be an entirely different human. Yeah. 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 So what you've done is one of the greatest things. So we don't even have to go through the process of explaining it is we pick our parents. If we're like children that are changing the planet, which this generation is right. And we're generational changers. And anybody who finds my work is going to be naturally attracted to doing it differently. And they're not going to have like a, it's not cognizant. It's not, it's not um, logical. It's completely illogical how it happens. Right. So you, so you see the pattern, you see how messed up it is and you stop the projection. So you had, but you did project before we went through sessions where you were projecting on mom and she has this stuff and she has, it's all her issues or whoever your original wound is. Right. So it's all them. It's, and that's all the part, that's all the process of the alchemical transformation, right? You project it on them and then you see that it's in you. And you see that their pattern's actually you, and that's why you're mad at them, right? And then you begin to heal yourself, and you stop trying to heal them. And this is true. Like, a lot of people have been coming to me recently about, like, leaving their, wanting to leave their partners, particularly from COVID. And they're like, it's them, it's them, it's them. And I said, anything you don't like in them is within you first. 
and anything that you don't like about your parents is within you first. So then you go back. So then that's the process of like true healing as you stop projecting, which most humans can't get to. They keep projecting. They always are like, no, that's that person. It's that person. It's always within that person. So then you look back at yourself and then you flip the healing back on you. And then from there you stop, like, I can't heal my mother's, you know, issues with money. I can't heal her, the lack of abundance in that, in that realm. Like I can't do those things. I only, the more I flip it back on me, the more abundant I become. And then I can mirror no reaction to it. Yes. But you'll constantly be tested. So once you begin to truly heal what you're already doing, which I'm giving you credit for right now is then you'll be tested again. Are you truly healed? Mm-hmm. Are you truly healed? So right now, I actually don't think you're going to go back into a sickness. I think that you're just going through a test that you'll pass through some final fears of like, no, I'm not going to get sick. And one of the biggest things is you won't get sick if you take these medications. And you doing that is is the path of of changing that because it's like you can take medications and they're not going to necessarily give you cancer. We're going to burn that belief right now. You know, you can take these IVF medications to have like over and over and over again. I, again, I don't care how women get pregnant. I just want you to become conscious mothers. Right. And that conscious mothers isn't like, you know, happy and go lucky all the time. It's, it's like, no, I'm not going to repeat the same patterns of the past. Yep. What are you feeling and thinking right now? Is this helpful for you to have a reflection? Yes. So helpful. It, it, just the affirmation that I'm on the right track and these, you know, these moments of clarity, these experiences are are valid and I can keep going. And, you know, I'm, you know, it's just good to be able to talk it through with someone who's been tracking with you. So yes, it's really good. Yeah. So the, the download that I had um, between asleep and awake recently is, and it was, and that was the reason why I reached out is, um, I will become more sick from the heartbreak of not really trying my hardest to become a mother yeah. than I will from the drugs that I might need to make that happen. A hundred percent. And that's why, I mean, well, what's so always frustrating to me as both a Western practitioner, mo- and as whatever else I am, I don't even, I don't think I have a name for this, but I don't think there's a category for this work is, is like, I, like a lot of women come in and they need, they want to have a baby naturally and they don't want to go for fertility treatment. So they wait like seven years and then their eggs are gone or then this is gone. And then I'm just like, why did you wait seven years? Like, well, we wanted to have a baby naturally. And I'm like, but you really just wanted a baby. And if you would have just taken all that time, that seven years or something to work on your own consciousness, and maybe they were in that period and just gotten help from Western medicine, that's great. You know, I just feel like you've been doing what you're supposed to be doing before having a baby in your own way. Mm-hmm. So how, how we're, oh, I want to finish with your mom and then I want to go into the IVF fear. Okay. So go close your eyes. Cause we're still as much as we are here, we're also there. Okay. And so there's no boxes around you. Anyone who's listening, you can use the fire element to burn any energy off your field. And you, then you create a circle around yourself and um, you can put gold light all around you to be very protective. And you can do ground yourself, even laying on the ground to ground your energy into the, like 
constant grounding is really important right now by putting roots into the ground. But right now you and I are high in this higher dimensional fields. And I want you to just look down and see the see your DNA within your mother's womb. We're not going to go into why you picked your mother because that's a way longer healing. But I want you to see the contract on the table in this higher dimensional field of, you know, this global mission of changing the generational pattern around needing to be fear of death, fear of the future because you may be sick, constantly creating, you know, um, chaos in everyone's life and the neediness uh, of being sick and how that, how almost the, the creation, I mean, it's not like it's some, she created it, but there's a chaos around it, a constant chaos around it. Do you see that field that she creates around her? Mm-hmm. And how much that is painful for people because they have to tiptoe, like her energy field of your mother is like a tiptoeing on cold ice or walking on broken glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how like the little girl in you has been healing because you were constantly healing her. Yeah. Yeah. And so you never had your own autonomy or sovereignty. You don't even know what that is yet because you were always, you know, connected to your mother's field of, of healing her. And I want you to feel how old the little girl is within you that just never got that constant contained committed mother's love. She's three. And so where is she in this vision where she's just, you know, like walking on this glass because mom is just chaotically sick? She's walking around my mom and my mom's attention is just all over the map everywhere but her. And she's, she's yeah, she's so chaotic, right? Yeah, she's so, my, my three-year-old is, walking around and trying to be seen but she's not seen and what does she do to be seen what are the kind of actions she does she's just walking around my mom in a in a really consistent circle like a pace that's really consistent and patient but over the years that can become neurotic right yeah that constant pacing because you don't really know what direction to go in because you never had anybody show you Mm -hmm. right Mm-hmm. So the two of us are now bifurcating again, and we're going to walk into this house and we're going to open the door. I'm with you and we have the Holy Spirit with us. We never do a rescue without the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. We can bring Mother Mary. The Holy Spirit for me is always a dove because the dove's always with me. I'm going to walk into that house and um, I'm going to rescue the child. Is that okay? Yes. And so I'm going to go pick her up and I'm going to hold her. So I'm holding her in the side corner. Do you see me? Mm-hmm. And then I want you to go and have a conversation with your mother. I want you to touch her forehead three times so she could be cognizant of you. And I want you to tell her how that made you feel. Have a conversation with her now because she can hear you. And how you're going to be a better mother. What do you have to say to her? You never saw me and I, 
I tried so hard to get your attention and you couldn't see me. What did she say to you back? She has a lot of excuses. She starts trying to explain herself. So her, her mother's behind her right now, I'm seeing. And, and she is just looking back at her mother because her mother did the same thing to her. Yeah. Okay. And then her mother did the same thing to her. And her mother did the same thing to her. And so I want you to touch, and all of these generations are lining up for us. I'm seeing them in a row, and we're going to ask Mother Mary to come in and touch the back of your head. And they're wanting you to put your right hand on her forehead, and then this energy goes back in line. And I want you to just allow, like you picked, I, you took that pick and you broke the mirage of the black box. You're going to break the mirage of this uh, family pattern right now. Okay, ready? It's all a pattern. It's all just a hologram. You see the hologram? Mm -hmm. Now I want you to just shatter it. I want you to just take as many hits at it as you can because it's not real. And just say, where is my mother? Where is my mother? This is when the true demon came in. Do you see how she's not a mother? There's not a mother there? Right, yes. There's not a human there, is there, really? There's no sovereignty. Isn't that painful? Now shatter that so she's free. So there's a, that's a generational curse you have there. Do you see it? Yeah, I was her mother. You were her mother. Shatter it right now and just say, and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come in. And if this is a generational curse, is it a yes or a no? Yes. Are you done with this? Yes. And you ask the Holy Spirit to come in and release this generational curse from you so that you don't have to have your, your daughter or your son mother you. So that you can, take, they, you can take care of them and you can love them and they can become autonomous and independent and sovereign beings. It's gone. They all kind of disappeared. Yeah, they like broke like glass, right? Yeah. yeah. And what's left is just like the, the simpleness and the beauty and the white light of your mother. You see it? Actually, I just see myself. Just you and yourself in the room? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's handled, right? Now, what are we going to do with the little girl? We have to put her somewhere so she can grow up. Because all the little girls and you have to grow up and all the little boys and your husband have to grow up before you can really raise these children. You have her, right? I do. I'm holding her. She seems more clear headed now. Yeah. She's calmed down. Where should we, where should we put her to be raised? What kind of house you have to, so anyone who's listening, if you're healing from your childhood wounds, your original wounds, and you you need to then take this process that I'm teaching, and then you have to raise your little children up and you have to raise each age up that has any wounding from any memory. So the three-year-old, the four-year-old, the five-year-old, until you completely become an adult otherwise you will go back into these wounds 
and you get triggered into this trauma, especially what's happening on the planet right now. And then you don't know why you're shaky. You don't know why you're in fear, but you're actually in fear from the level of the three-year-old, not from the level of the 30-year-old, not from the level of the 40-year-old. You're a three-year-old when you're in fear because fear is not real. You'd only learned it from your past. You have no other reflection of what it should be. So let's put your, let's put her somewhere. So my little girl, just a funny thing. She always lived in the big Sur coast with her grandma. And then my daughters called me and their grandma bought a house on the big Sur coast. And I said, Holy shit, my, my little, my little girls are growing up on a house on the big Sur coast. And it was unbelievable. I never said anything, but I was like, that's where my little girl grew up for seven, eight years in my mind. And now then my little girls, my little girls in real life called me from a house on the Big Sur Coast with their grandma. And I just thought it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. So where are you going to put your little girl? I think I need to bring her to, to my house now. Okay. Is this your dream house? If you've created your dream reality. So right now when I, when my little girl comes to my house, it's my home. The home I've created now is my dream home. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm in, I'm in my dream home and my backyard is magical. So then you're going to make an altar in your dream home now, and you're actually going to create a space for her. And so when your little girl, when you're healing, when you're in the process of healing the little girl before you become a mother, or as you're healing your mother wound, um, you have to create the little girl sometimes will need candy. The little girl will need ice cream. The little girl will need the things that your mom never gave them. You know, the little girl, like if you're healing and you're, you need ice cream, it's, you need ice cream. It's weird. Like you're actually healing the little parts of you. Like that, like I need ice cream today with sprinkles. Like you may need to go play on the ocean and, and, and just like become childlike, or you may need to go into the and, and it's that joy, it's getting that joy. And it's the, it's cause there's so many layers of darkness and pain that we've created for ourselves that we've forgotten the joy of childhood because we were never really children. Yeah. And so what Jesus says, the child, like only the, I don't even know Jesus's word, but something about only the children will get into the kingdom of heaven. Mm. And it's because we are, we have forgotten the, the joy of the children. So like playing in nature and um, becoming it back to the elements and eating the chocolate and eating the ice cream and, and just being like goofy. It is so healing. No fear. There's no fear in it mm-hmm. because who cares? I mean, I have to just say who cares? Mm-hmm. What, so what is another virus? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. For me, it's just sort of like, the only thing I care about is I want to be here for my daughters and I believe I have more work to do with women, but my only, my ego would say, so I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to, all I know is the, you know, that I, the, all I know is I don't know anything. All I know is I can't plan anything. And all I know is that that's the greatest gift ever because who cares if you plan things, you're actually just putting yourself into a, a box Mm-hmm. of, you know, if I'm sitting here saying this is what my future will be and it, it's what I think it's going to be, it's just my ego-driven drive drive to create what I think is best. When, you know, there's these words I want to read to you that I just put up on Instagram. I'll open up my phone and I'll read them in a second when it's open, but Let's tell me what the little girl looks like in the house now. Like, where is she going to sleep? 
So I have a room with furniture from my great grandmother. Okay. So do you want to ask your, is your great grandmother, like if she's in a high spirit and a high soul in a good energy field, can she watch the child? Somebody needs to take care of the child. Yes. She, Not you, somebody else. My great grandmother took a wonderful, she loved me. She was, she was probably the one who saw me the most, honestly. So she, now we're not going to ask her to haunt us. We're <laughs> right. Cause knowing you, you'd have that happen. And I knew call me back and be like, she's here. Um, so we're going to say great grandmother in your high spirit soul. We're going to ask permission for you to, and also I'm actually getting grandmother medicine coming in for you. I'm hearing um, like actually like kind of native American vibe. Mm, yeah. My house is in a space yes. where we're native in there. So I want you to like, we're going to call in only high spirits. We're not calling in, you know, it, all, and protectors around your home. And anyone who's doing this, you can, you can ask the masters to protect you. You can remember that they're waiting. They are waiting for us to say, help us. They're waiting for you to call out to God on the floor and say, bring me my teacher, bring me the book I need, bring me the next thing, heal me. I mean, whenever I, 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 I'm, it's amazing to me. My prayer is so strong for protection that no one can get in my field now that isn't of like, like, like my, for me, it was me dating men that were not healthy after leaving my marriage. And I now can't, they can't even get to me. I only meet like the nicest people now. And so you, if you have a strong prayer of protection, if you have a strong prayer of healing, and if you remember every day that it's not you who's doing the healing, it's not me who's doing the healing. None of this is me. It's them. And so who's them? It's like, we'll ask them to come and heal you. And then they'll bring you the thing that needs to do the, be the next thing. They'll show you the next thing. And some of it is painful. And so nobody wants to do it. Everybody thinks that healing is, um, you have to, I wrote about this in, in my book is like to get through the darkness. Like you just have to trust that you don't know how you're going to get there. And the darkness, there's a beautiful part of my book, which I'll send to you actually. It's like only through the darkness, it's only you leading you through the dark, hoping to find that light. And that's what you're doing right now. And, and the not knowing is what's so beautiful. So here's the quote I want to read you. Um, the future has already positioned you. If you don't like the position you are in, just be patient with yourself. If you need to adjust your values... Imagine them without including the existence of others who validate them. So that means don't surround yourself with everyone who's going to say, yes, you're right. Yes, this is a virus. It's like you have to get multiple opinions right now. You cannot surround yourself with people that are just like you. Everyone's like, if you look at, it's interesting, like everybody who has friends that look just like them. <laughs> Or like, you know what I'm saying? They're only in homogenous positions. They're not going to ever change. Their consciousness is not necessarily going to shift. They're not going to contrast if they're not moving around the world, if they're not seeing different cultures. There's not a contrast, a mirror to their reality, right? Here's the rest of it. If you want to be deep, remember society is shallow. If you want to hear the truth, give up your beliefs. And so for you, if you want to hear the truth, Give up your beliefs and remember the future has already positioned you. It's so there's so uncomfortable. What was that again? So uncomfortable. 
It's so uncomfortable, but why do we need, like where the reason why you want to know the answer so badly, because I've been there. Oh man. Oh my gosh. The pain is because it creates a sense of control. And it's another form of a sense of control, of keeping control. I, like, I want to know when this is going to happen. I want to know when this is going to happen. I want to know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to every source of like when this is going to happen. It, whatever form is supposed to happen is probably going to happen, right? But not necessarily when you think it is and not necessarily with who you think it's going to and not necessarily where you think it's going to. And the only reason everybody wants to know what's coming next is because it just makes them feel it's a, it's a, a it's a, a, a sense of safety in a completely chaotic world because mm-hmm. we're just gripping to some sort of normalcy mm-hmm. and it's going to be like this for a while. I mean, in the Bible in Genesis, there was seven years of plague. It will be seven years of plague, mm-hmm. but if you don't, if you're connected to the thought pattern of the mind of the trauma, you're going to be flipping the trauma for seven years. But if you're connected to the heart center, there's nothing to think about, which is why people going through the mind are going to create, there's going to be, you know. So I wonder if that's why this has been uncomfortable. This period of time has been uncomfortable because I, I'm not, I feel less attached to, I, to beliefs and ideas and, I, I'm still working through attachment to fears, but for the most part, like knowing who I am, all those constructs have just kind of slowly been dissolving and it feels very out of control, very just like, who am I? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, and everything you thought that's the period of the calcination is like everything you thought you were will be, will crumble. It's crumbling. It, everything you thought you were will crumble. It's, it's like the, the house the marriage or whatever, maybe not for you, but like other people who are listening, like the house, the marriage, the money, the blah, blah, that, you know what I'm saying? Anything you identify with Mm -hmm. your biggest identification, your biggest need, anything right now, I promise you, especially up until 2024 is we're really going to hit is any place that you're not sovereign. Any place that you're relying on anybody, any place like, so and you have to, if you even look back at your patterns of a typical pattern in your life is any place that, you know, will be taken away or challenged. Yeah, yeah. And so when it comes to you and as a challenge and just so the difference between what you're going to do now, between what you would have done five years ago is how is this making me independent and sovereign? How is this going to make me, you know, not become go. So don't react to it. Say, oh, this is an opportunity to lose something. And this is an opportunity for me to rethink my own opinion about it. Because what the government and everything is going to do is it's trying to pin people against each other. And they're going to try to pin belief systems like this belief system's right, this belief system's right, this virus, Democrats versus Republicans, black versus white, dark versus light. Mm -hmm. Because we're in a war. Mm -hmm. And it's a war which my teacher said the other day was such a smart way. It's a war for your consciousness. Yeah. Guru Jagat said that it's a war for your own, for your sovereignty, for your consciousness, for your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so look at the thoughts. Are they trauma-based? And if they're trauma-based, they're not real. Mm -hmm. If your thoughts are trauma-based and they're in fear, they're not real. And it's like, that's, so the the best ways, again, I've said it 20,000 times, addiction meditation, Mm -hmm. 
if you're have if you're in a lot of fear right now, addiction meditation, eleven minutes a day. You have to three minutes a day, but you have to do it every single day. Mantras playing in your house all the time will, will they can't nothing can get to you. My, if my mantras aren't playing at night, my children know it. They're like, turn them on, turn them on. It's become it's our house is like a vibrating our house is a vibrating field. And you all are listening, are your own priestesses. And you have to create your, you are, so who cares what's going on in the world? The only thing you can control is your own reality. So you play, you, you, your practice has to become the most important thing. And everything is going to try to get you to stop it from being tired, to being hungry, to gaining weight, to being mad at your mom, to blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I, I don't care. Do your practice. Yep. If you don't know how to start a practice, go to my website, Mystical Motherhood. Go to my books, Mystical Motherhood. Go. There's so many resources uh, out there. Read the Sophia Code to become so- sovereign. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good one. Ask the masters for help. If you don't know who to ask, ask them to bring you somebody, and they will. Because they're looking for light. They're looking for light on the darkness on this planet. And if you have any light that represents their light, they will come. So for you, your homework, your homework is to take care of this little girl that's in your house. And it's to see that every time that you're in fear to go, what age am I right now? Go and find the age, find the memory of the trauma and burn it. Like honestly, like see it burning out of your DNA. See that you're not, you're not reacting from a moment now. Because right now in your house, none of it is real. Mm-hmm. It's all something from the past. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to take the steps to go. How old are you? I'm 40. You need to go tomorrow. I found a clinic in Barbados that I think we're going to try. Okay. Or CNY. CNY. Okay. Don't you go like- to Barbados. Okay. Don't Thank go to you. Barbados. Okay. Because it's too far, because you need to have monitoring and, and thing. Go to CN, CNY is... I would have to go to New York. Where are you located? In Atlanta. I'm going to have to get on a plane no matter what. The, the idea about Barbados is you're there in the tropics and the stress factor is way low. Um, you could come, I mean, do you have insurance? Not really, no. We're both self-employed, so no. Fertility is not covered. You Okay. We're paying out of pocket. CNY. AMH level is. Do I know what my FSH level is? AMH. AMH. Um, the last I had it checked, it was on par for my age. So it was like a a one point something. I can't remember. Okay. So you need to start like pronto. I know. Yeah. I mean, we've done two IUIs. We've done all the monitoring. I, then you need to go directly to IVF. Yes. Yeah, and not feel any guilt about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. No more IUIs, none. Right. No, I whoever's know. listening, I'm not going to get into it because it's another whole podcast, but if you can always come to Genesis, my clinic where I work. Okay. In New York. Mm-hmm. It's in Brooklyn. But you need to be by the clinic and you actually need what if you go to Barbados, you need to live in Barbados because you're going to need to, you know, and you, to, you know, take the medication and go in for monitoring and blood. It's not like you can go back and forth. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. Well, with CNY, I mean, they 
they, you cart back and forth. They have an office near Atlanta where you can go for monitoring, but the, for the actual transfers, you have to go to, yeah, that's fine. Or drive. Or drive. <laughs> that's a long <laughs> Okay. So was this helpful to get where you're going to go, where you want to go? Yes. I think tackling the fear and dismantling that and looking at the pattern so that I can move forward with ease is, was really important and helpful. Is there any more questions you have for me? Cause I don't even know what we just did, but I feel like we did a lot. Yeah, no, we, we did. I mean, we, I wanted to look at the generate. I asked is, is there a generational pattern for illness? And yes, we did. And then I said, I also, I want to, I really want to have a baby. And I'm realizing that I, I want that more than I ever realized I did. And I needed help kind of figuring out next steps. And I've got them. I'm doing, I was invited to be on a huge, massive, um, I think it's a, like, I don't know. It's like a three-day conference for getting pregnant over 40. And so I'll do another podcast on it but it might be something you want to do. Okay. Um, and I'll put it up on a podcast soon and do some advertisement around it. Um, and I'll put it actually at the beginning of this podcast, the begin what, what it is, okay. but it's a bunch of people that are in professionals like myself, either in fertility in Western medicine. I'm sure some of them and some of them in other, you know, other part, you know, I don't know, probably a lot of things, but I'll put it up in the beginning so that you can look at it. Yeah. Um, but start now, don't mess around, make it your priority because you've done all the work over the years to get ready and you look completely different. Don't you feel different doing this work? I mean, honestly, if I had done IVF years ago, when I first reached out to you, I, it probably would have made me sick. Yeah, you would have, you know, or I would, I would have shut down in some way. I think that, I think the infertility thing has been the carrot that's been the proverbial carrot dangled to get me here. I've, right. I've awa- motherhood is awakening. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. But you feel like grounded. I feel like the ner- the neurosis is going, you know? Well, that, you know, it's so, it's awesome that you tapped into that because that is a part of me that rises up periodically and takes over. And I, and it's something where I'm like almost outer body, like who, why do I feel this way? Why am I? Because your mother did it. So when you start to do it, you just have to be like, Oh, I'm the little girl reacting to my mother. And then, and so it's going to keep happening, but the difference is you're going to say, you're going to have moments of sanity of like, Oh, I'm not going to react to that. Oh. And then when your mom calls you and she's like that, like all you do is just move the phone away from your ear. And then you put the phone back in there like, oh, not done yet. And then you move the phone away from your ear again. Yeah. And then you say, I love you. I love you, mom. I appreciate you, mom. Because she never heard that. No. And you just say, I, I know you're in pain, but I cannot heal you. And I love you, mom. And I love you, grandma. And I love you, great grandma. And I'm here to heal this. Mm-hmm. And you just keep saying that, but I want, you need to call in more grandmother medicine. You're like, I want you to make an altar for the little girl. I want you to call in the grandmother medicine. I want you to read the Sophia code and particularly go to the chapter with the native American. I don't remember her name at the top of my head. I'm not as in touch with that, but just like Colin, I don't know why I'm getting that for your lineage. Um, I have, I have a native American on my dad's side. 
and I have lineage from my dad's side. Yeah. And where are you living right now? In Atlanta. Okay. Any questions? No. And another I, a meditation for you to start to help you get pregnant is Sakriya. Sakriya. Yes. Okay. That one's a really good one. Or Kirtan Kriya helps too. Okay. And then you'll send me the information about the conference. Um, yeah, I'll send it to you and I will put it up at the beginning of this podcast. Okay. Okay. I love you. Thank you. I love you too. Thank okay. you. Okay. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye.